Howdy there. I'm Matt McKinley with the Burning Daylight Podcast. If you ever wanted to make a podcast, well, Spotify's got a platform that makes that lets you make one super easily. And then you can distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for, for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from the phone or computer. Uh, so no matter what uh, your setup is like, you can uh, start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And uh, if you like my show, Fence Post Politics with my buddy Aaron, that's the place to watch it because it's all video all the time. And we uh, like we share videos, we comment on videos, we share news articles and uh, and funny memes. So um, it's pretty cool. Um, and also, if you want to take your conversations to uh, with your fans to the next level, uh, your question and answer answer and polls are the best way to get them talking you can attach that to your your podcast there and, and you get your you get you know valuable interactions with your fan your fans and uh <clears throat> with spotify for podcasters you can earn money in a variety of ways including ads and podcast subscriptions and best of all it's totally free with no catch and that's uh that that is true um, <laughs> supposed to do a testimonial here, um, but anyways, this is the the podcast I use or the podcast uh host that I use. I like Spotify. They're uh they're very good on just letting you do your thing, uh with uh with no catch to it. Uh, there's a good reason why Joe Rogan hosts podcast on Spotify and, and this is uh this is a great way to get started if you if you've ever thought about starting a podcast this is where I would send anybody to go um <clears throat> best thing you can do is just download the Spotify for podcasters app or you can go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started and yeah if you've ever thought about just doing a podcast or if you're tired of paying a monthly service that uh, doesn't seem to do much for you, Spotify podcasters is your spot. So uh, go to spotify.com slash podcasters or download the app today. Mackenzie Johnston with Cattle News Central, bringing you your June 10th cattle industry headlines, brought to you by AgRisk Advisors. They manage your risk so you can manage your operation. With the weather being unstable, there is no better time to look into coverage for your feed crops. The annual forage deadline is right around the corner. With their state-of-the-art technology and superb customer service, you can be confident that your policy is in good hands. AgRisk Advisors, risks averted, legacies preserved. Drovers has reported that on Wednesday, grocery retailer Giant Eagle filed an antitrust complaint against the big four beef packers, along with several subsidiaries in Chicago's U.S. District Court. Giant Eagle operates about 470 stores in western Pennsylvania, Ohio, northern West Virginia, Maryland, and Indiana. The grocery store chain is privately owned with more than $9.7 billion in annual sales. 
Giant Eagle is alleging the big four packers exploited their market power by conspiring to limit the supply of beef to purchasers beginning as early as January 5th, January 2015 and continuing through the end of 2021. Such actions, of course, resulted in higher prices paid, uh, paid for beef by the retailer. The lawsuit contends the Packers colluded to cut production and artificially constrain the supply of boxed and case-ready beef, entering the supply chain to artificially inflate beef prices. Same old story, just a different day. Just another lawsuit being brought against the Packers. Nothing to see here. The lawsuit states that either the antitrust laws in place uh, in place to avoid situations like this aren't being enforced, or they aren't capable of addressing the apparent oligopoly that obviously exists. Furthermore, the suit alleges by controlling supply, the big four packers were able to increase their profit margins and force retailers like the Giant Eagle to pay inflated costs just to keep beef on their shelves. Drovers has also reported, according to USDA data compiled by the U.S. Meat Export Federation, April U.S. beef exports topped $1 billion billion for the third month this year. In April, beef exports totaled 124,408 metric tons, up 3% from last year and the fifth largest on record. Additionally, Export value soared uh, 33% to $1.05 billion, the second highest export value on record. The record was actually set just a few months ago back in March, and that was $1.07 billion. Beef exports were highlighted by record exports to Taiwan and the Philippines and increases to Japan, China, Hong Kong, Indonesia, the Middle East, and the Caribbean. Thus far in 2022, South Korea is the leading value destination for U.S. beef with export value already topping $1 billion. That is an an increase of almost 50% compared to 2021. With that being said, these positive April numbers did not capture the full impact of recent lockdowns in China. Furthermore, U.S. red meat exports will undoubtedly be facing some headwinds in coming months due to inflation cutting into consumers' uh, consumers' discretionary income and the rising strength of the U.S. dollar versus some key trading partner currencies. The Financial Review has reported that on Wednesday, New Zealand released a draft plan to put a price on agricultural emissions in hopes hopes to tackle one of the country's largest sources of greenhouse gases, burping cows and sheep. If this proposal becomes reality, it would make New Zealand the first country to charge farmers for emissions from their livestock. New Zealand has about 5 million people living there. They have about 10 million head of cattle and 26 million head of sheep. The proposal includes incentives for farmers for farmers who reduce emissions through feed additives, while on-farm forestry can be used to offset emissions. Revenue from the proposal would be invested in research, development, and advisory services for farmers. Final desi- a final decision on the proposal is expected in December. Reuters has reported sheep herders in the western part of the United States have come together to sue their employers, alleging them of operating an illegal cartel that officially, that excuse me, that artificially suppresses their wages. 
The suit, which was filed in Nevada, alleges that ranches coordinate through the Western Range Association, also known as WRA, a ranching trade group, to suppress sheepherder wages and avoid competing for labor. According to the complaint, herders apply for jobs through the WRA, which then assigns them to ranches, leaving no room for the herders to negotiate their pay or shop around among ranches. The suit claims the arrangement violates the Sherman Act, which we all know is a 130-year-old antitrust law that prohibits wage-fixing agreements among employers. Back in 2017, a similar suit was dismissed by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Tenth Circuit because the court said the herders had not sufficiently proven collusion among ranches. However, several, uh, several antitrust experts have argued the case was wrongly decided. And finally, the Des Moines Register has reported that Deer and Company announced last week that the company will be moving its tractor cab production from its Waterloo plant to Mexico due to, uh, due to a tight labor market and the need to make way for new products at the Northeast Iowa plant. The Waterloo plant employs about 1,500 people, including 1,100 production workers. The number of workers, uh, workers affected by the move will depend on production volumes and employee attrition over the next two years, as well as new product program needs. Without attrition, approximately 250 workers could lose their jobs. A year ago, Deere said it would hire dozens of workers at their Iowa plants if the company was able to actually find the workers, given the increased demand for farm and construction equipment. According to Peter Orzim, an Iowa, an Iowa University, Iowa State University labor economist, the percentage of Iowans willing to work has failed to recover at the same rate as our nation since the pandemic hit. That is all I have for you guys this morning. I hope you all had a great week. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. I'll see you next week.